Since you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, why did this happen to me? Well, you're not alone. I did too. But this is a time when you're given two choices. One, you let those four nasty words that you've been told, you have breast cancer, stop us from living. Or two, we can take what we've been given to us and use it as fuel on our path to healing, growth, self-discovery, and to bring out the best of us and become the hero of our journey while we get to inspire others to do the same. Join my inspiring guests and me on our mission to help women just like you with what we discovered on our hero's journey through breast cancer. This is a place where we share all the tools and knowledge we've learned to develop the courage, resilience, mindset and self-love needed to start living your full life like you might never have done before. I am Grace DeAngeli and I welcome you to Breast Cancer Hero's Journey Podcast. Welcome home. Wow. And that's, and that's the thing too, because we know, we know someone very, very well that always says your mess is your message. And reading the book myself, you know, I love reading these books, uh, you know, especially about people, you know, autobiographies. I'm, I I don't know how many I have of those. (laughs) And this here was because I, you know, and the thing is the moment I was reading your book, every time, every couple of whoa I kept wow like wow because I can see you went through the darkness you went through okay now I've got the darkness what do I need to take a step to where does that lead me what do I need to do now and so forth and the thing is it was your message the whole and I get goosebumps It was your message throughout. And this is why I highly recommend this book because although it wasn't, and that's a thing too that I want the listeners to realise, although it wasn't to you, it happened to you through a family member. So it's also knowing what is the best way. Um, I guess, you know, because we'll wrap it up soon because I know you've got to get going. But, you know, what is the, the thing too, like, because, what I want to see is your point of view. So I, I want our listeners to know from a family's point of view, and we both can discuss it as well, I guess, because we both had a family member. But someone who's got cancer is seeing it from this side. Someone mm. who's from the family is seeing it from the other side. So what would you think are some tools or some words or some resources or anything that people who have family members, who are, whether it's going through breast cancer, terminal cancer, endometrial cancer, whatever type of cancer it is, what could what could be something you can give them to tell them what they could try and use to help them as well? Well, initially, when I first learned of my mother's terminal diagnosis, I had no idea how to cope with this. So the first thing I did was went onto the cancer website and, you know, I'm sure every country has got their own support groups through there. They had some wonderful pamphlets and information for family members on how to best support someone going through terminal cancer or cancer in general. So that's the first thing I did. I then went and just, I was desperate and really I was being trying to be resourceful myself because I had no one I could go to for mm-hmm. for help in this instance so I then went on to audible and I just found some audio books on how to deal with terminal cancer and just things like that um, but I guess 
what I learned was initially when mum got diagnosed, um, we were trying to encourage her to get out of that mindset of that it's that that's it. She's just given up on anything. Beautiful. We wanted yeah. her to pick up. We wanted her to not just to kind of give her an extension of life. We knew what the diagnosis was, but it was a difference of was it was going to be three months to six months, but her mindset shut down. And that was really frustrating to watch. Mm. Um, and it was very hurtful because you just wanted to shake them. But what I learned is that you have to hold compassion for the person that has been diagnosed. It is their journey mm. and you just need to love them and just support them and ask them what they need rather than try and tell them what to do because we don't know. I, I, I don't know, you know, if I ever heard those two words, terminal, you know, cancer, mm. I don't know how I'm going to be. I'm thinking I've got probably tools that my mother didn't have that I could probably use, but you still just don't know. So love, um, just hold compassion, unconditional love and just be there for them and what I try to do around my mum is always just try to smile or hold a hand and those little things, you know. A lot of the times we couldn't say much because we didn't know what to say. And that's uh, that's a that's a great point, just that last bit, because what happens is um, a lot of women reaching out or I'm reading is, um, oh, I've got a friend who keeps telling me to stay strong, be strong, you got this, you got this. And and I actually wrote exactly what I did. It was like, well. I need to let me take a grip on this myself. Yeah. And it's not because the person doesn't love you. It's because the person doesn't know what else they can do to help you. So I always say to people, if someone's pushing you to stay strong, don't take it personally. They don't know how you're feeling, but you know what I mean? And, and what it's better than going, well, there's no hope but for you you're here. Right. You're right, you know? Grace, because there's what else do you say? I, I was standing there looking at my mother deteriorate on a palliative care bed, mm-hmm. you know, and when I even said to her that day, you know, don't be afraid, I felt like an idiot because I was the one that was, I was petrified. But wow. my, I, I wow, didn't exactly. know what to say. Yeah. And yet she was comforting me yes. by saying that she's okay. And I was just like, and so it's really, you're right. I think everyone, whether you're the person that's been diagnosed or you're the family or a loved one, we all try our best with the resources we have. And if it comes out the wrong way or it gets frustrating for anyone, just remember the good intentions are there by the people that love you and that you love. So, Absolutely. And, you know, and I want to ask, because as I said, when I finished reading the book, I was a little bit disappointed, to be honest, because I thought, well, (laughs) where's another book? So where can I, I get another book? Uh, I was I like, oh, did she just, it's beautifully ended to the listeners, but I've just felt like this is a beautiful path that someone is going through. And I thought, well, where do I get another one now? So my question to you is, so when do you think you'll be writing another book? And Well, I'd love to write another book. And I was actually thinking about that book, um, my first book, because like I said to you, I wrote it from the heart, truly wanting to heal myself and my daughters. And then it got published anyway. And I didn't think too much about that whole process. Um, but this, I would love to write another book because certainly from the time I ended that book to what's happened over the course of the last couple of years, there's just so much growth and change. And what I thought I knew so much, I learned so much on my journey after mum passed away. 
boy, have I learned much more. It's it just, it blows my mind. And I say to people, and another thing about spiritualism I kind of found on my journey is people, some people would judge you that, oh, you've only been on a spiritual path a year. What do you know? <laughs> and it's kind of like, what? I said, well, I'll let me tell you, this is what I've experienced. Isn't it? it doesn't even matter because for me, it's, yeah, it's my journey. Absolutely. It's not a comparison. It's no. truly Everyone has access to the magic of life and it's not a, um, you know, a show-off thing. It's, it is purely for you. Enjoy it, share it, remind people the magic is there and for them just to tap into themselves to find mm. that. And I, I'm so glad you said that because I want these people on their own hero's journey to realise that it's not just about healing the body. It's about yeah. healing the mind, the soul, the spirit. And I always mention those, you know, and a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people because they're not, you know, oh, how could you possibly have something spiritual happen to you, uh, you know, within a year? Well, I know people who just miss being killed in a car accident and they've had a spiritual journey. So everyone's It's interesting. I found that kind of disappointing that some people, when you do share what you've gone through, hence why I'm generally reluctant to share my experiences with anyone. I published it in the book because I thought, well, the people who are going to want to read are going to read it. <laughs> but in general conversation, I tend to hold back because I've found people get resentful, like kind of, well, how could that just happen to you? Like everyone's trying to search for their own miracle, but it depends on what you look at as a miracle. For Absolutely. me, every day waking up and taking a breath is Absolutely. a miracle. Fantastic. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And I agree. And that's the thing. That's why, honestly, um, you know, I, I, I just found so much good benefits. I mean, I, I've got so many sticky notes that I haven't gone through um, because I found so many benefits because I was looking at it from so many points of views, mm. you know, and like you said, this is you going through it, but there's the common denominator in all yeah. of us. And like you said, yeah. you can, if you tell someone, if someone is not ready, we call them not ready. They're Correct. souls that aren't ready. So yeah. when they're not ready, they're going to shut everything down. They're going to go, oh, I don't care what you say. Um, but it's it's this book allows people to really see that, hang on a minute, oh, yes, this is true, people. This is reality. Right, because, Grace, I, I was one of those people, and I say it in my book, is that, you know, for over 20 years my sister's been on a <laughs> spiritual path, and I used to hate it. I used to complain to my mum saying, what is wrong with her? What is she talking about, Archangel Michael? Where the hell is her head? What drugs is she taking? There is no such thing of angels and she's in her head's in the clouds. But, you know, and I felt sorry for her. So after mum, and that caused a wedge between our relationship and we're only one year apart. But after mum passed away, mum asked me before she passed away, please get close to your sister. And I thought, well, there's no chance of that. But believe it or not, Yes, there was, because I realised that I was putting the wedge there by judging her on the path she was on. Yet she says to me, because I apologised to her for judging her on all her spiritual things that she used to share to the point she stopped sharing them with her family and kind of distanced herself. And she felt alone. And she said, Nell, don't worry, don't don't apologise because you weren't ready. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, no, I wasn't. And and. I, she's right. You know, if people aren't ready, then, you know, certainly don't force it and they don't have to read it. They don't have to hear it. And just respect that. Not because for me over 40 years, that was me. But yeah. then, like you say, as soon as you 
if the timing is right for you, if it is right in this lifetime, then you have evidence there of the magic and it's it's wonderful. Absolutely. And I, and I love that because even that was another thing that was very similar because my mum actually said to my father, uh, you better keep Grace close because she will leave. She would distance yeah. herself from the yep. family. And it's not because I was on a spiritual journey because I wasn't just yet, but I, I believe it for me it was because I could start seeing I was changing. Because for yeah. me, when I talk spiritual journey, my husband became a Buddha, a Buddha. I wish he became a Buddhist. He may be. Who knows? Well, actually, he is a Buddha. We're all a Buddha. But yeah. he became a Buddhist. So I started looking into other ways, like, you know, different ways of seeing things. So that's where I started to change. And like you said, when you're not ready, and my sisters weren't ready to see the change. So even now they can accept me. Oh, yeah, Grace is doing that stuff. Oh, okay, that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, But it was quite interesting how you said that. I I really love that Um, because, like you said, you've got to be on it yourself. It doesn't matter who's been on it for ages. And that's what we say. We weren't, you're not ready yet. Because there's so many people, you and I will probably sit here. I'm sure you know people that go, you go, that person could do with some. Something you do, you do, and the weird, you know, the funniest part for me was is that when I published the book and I shared it with people around me because I held back and I didn't tell anyone I was writing a book, um, except for my best friend and obviously partner and a couple of other people. Um, when I published it, and then I had my boss come up to me at my work and saying, I'd love to have a copy of the book, and I thought oh crap I've written truly <laughs> about me and I and there was part of me even before I published the book thought oh my gosh if I put my truth out there so my darkest moments and also the spiritual um, experiences that I had which some people might think oh my god she's just loony I thought wow what's going to happen and I just thought I don't really care because this is what happened to me so it's my truth <laughs> what are you going to say Absolutely. so I handed him the book and you know <laughs> I thought oh god she's going to think she's managing the team and making executive decisions but you know ultimately they know who I am and yeah. I played many roles and I think that's one thing I learned is that it's okay to have different aspects of yourself and bring those forward in different situations um, and still be authentic to who you are. Absolutely and I agree 10,000 percent with that because the thing is you know a lot of people feel that you know if you if you're one way or you believe one way you can you can't possibly yeah how could you yeah you know you can't do that and yet you know and I just actually spoke about it just recently um where we change in life due to different circumstances but you know one thing in one of my podcasts that I just put out is who who could no who am I or who am, was it who am I and who could I be, it was yeah. it was because, and when I was actually recalling that, I was thinking, hang on a minute, I was someone who was always at service with people. I was in corporate world, and I, but I was always making sure yeah. that people were serviced correctly. Then I started doing wedding flowers and I started doing other things and it's because I wanted people to feel good. Yeah. And then I yeah. realized, hang on a minute, I'm here to help. It wasn't about the problem. No, Why do I fix right. the solution? But I thought if you look at my, like yourself, if, if you look at my history, I went from corporate world, what I call corporate world, <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the banking industry to construction, to selling crystals and helping women just being diagnosed. And it's like, hang on a minute, that was a big change. No, like you said, you find the tools along the way. Yes, yep, 
agree. And, and you do. And I've, I've changed all the way that I do things even now. Like I bought all the crystals and there's certain crystals I really resonate with and I always carry with me or wear. And, yeah, I've got – is that carnelian? It is, Because I bought carnelian <laughs> and necklace on the weekend because I yeah, love carnelian. Yeah. But, you know, so – and I remember even just having crystals on my desk and, you mm-hmm. know, people come up to oh, what's that? Oh, it's a crystal. <laughs> what's it do? Yeah. Oh, well, it does this, this and that. And they're looking at me like, wow, she's a bit nuts. <laughs> She's a bit, um, she's losing out. You know what I found is because because in the workplace I am who I am, they can only respect you because it's not like I'm, you know, I'm making decisions and I've got that persona, but ultimately the the values and things around myself are still the same, whether if I'm Nella at home, Nella in the workplace, Nella here or there. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm just going to ask you some final questions, just more personal uh you know so what is your favorite word and why okay my favorite word and I've discovered this with um one of the workshops you and I both attended and met um (laughs) is the word curious I I love the word curious because it's almost like seeing the world in a childlike eyes being curious about your environment being curious about your journey so I just um, really love that. And I even apply it in conversation um, at work, for example, if I need to ask someone else a question and it might be kind of a heated discussion and you need to ask something, it's always nice to say, you know what, I'm really curious. I'm just, do you mind if I ask you this question opposed to asking them the question and then they feel like, oh, what's yes. going on here? And it just drops the barriers. And for me, it gives me the um, authority, I guess, to um, be inquisitive. Um, so hence why I love that word, just being curious. Yeah, uh, and my I think mine is the word in my hallucination. Yeah, my I hallucination. Use, <laughs> I use that one a lot. I use that in my hallucination. In other words, what I think. Yeah, what I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we've all got some good stuff that we can do, but what are you not good at? I guess uh, when I was looking at this question, I thought about it and I thought there's so much I'm probably not good at. But I'm not good at making I'm questions. not going to beat myself up about that. But what I found is um, not what I wasn't good at, I'm getting better at, was probably just before COVID hit and around the time I was writing the book, I started really resenting humanity as a generalisation, so everybody. Um, I kind of felt that everyone really annoyed me. I just felt that people's behaviours on the road, um, the rudeness, the disconnection, everyone, and I just even social media started frustrating me. Um, even watching documentaries, it was a um, on the National Geographic about the planet and it's in disarray, the destruction, it, everything, and I felt like I was carrying the burden of the world on my shoulders and chest. Um, So I retreated from everybody because I thought I don't want to be around people. I don't want to see anybody. So apart from going to work, um, I even was reluctant to catch up with friends because I just Mm. felt I'd be happy to live by myself forever now. It's just going to be me and, you know, the universe. (laughs) But then then COVID hit and I kind of realised and then I went to the event that we attended um, and I realised that, you know what, I need connection and love and that's really what we're all here for. Um, And so now I find the joy in connecting with others and it's a priority in my life is how can I connect better? How can I connect with these people? How can I make an effort to connect? So I'm getting better at that. And yes, I also realise that while there are certain behaviours and 
destruction going on in this planet. I can't carry that because I can't control that. But what I can control is me and my footprint and my legacy. So I'm not the perfect human being or steward of the planet, but I'm making the small changes to make it better each and every day as best as I can with what I have. So, yeah. Absolutely. that You couldn't have put it up better, honestly. You're just oh, a better you. version of yourself every day. That's how I see it. So if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Um, the superpower, and I will have to go soon because I think I've got yes, a meeting yes, coming up, yeah. but yep. um, the superpower would be just really to light up people's hearts so people can open up their hearts truly and have um, that unconditional love for each other opposed to, you know, we have all these conditions and judgments and expectations and it causes so much pain. And I just think if you could remove all of those barriers, yes, yeah, certainly we'll go through challenges, but there'll be much more acceptance um, for each other. Beautiful. And on that note, uh, I thank you again. Uh, the book Seeker of the Light, you must. It's a must book. Um, like I said, I'm going to have the link in the podcast. I thank you again for your time. I appreciate what you're doing. And I know that, that you've got so much more that you can give to others. And I'm, I'm sure no matter what you decide to do in your life and what path it takes, I'm sure I'll find out about it and I'll be hey, you will. there, you know, <laughs> eagering you on and hey, yay. So is there anything you want to say just before we wrap up? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Grace, for inviting me to this podcast. I truly feel privileged to firstly to have met you and Rodolfo and then secondly to be part of this. And if I can share anything that could potentially help anybody, then I'm more than happy to do that. Thank you so much for joining me. I know you could have chosen any other show to spend your time with today and I'm really grateful and humble that you've chosen me instead. And I hope I've been able to serve you in any way. You know, I hope this will become your go-to place to help you heal, feel supported and discover yourself along your hero's journey. And if this episode helped you today, please subscribe and share it with someone you know that would benefit from this. As I've learned about my hero's journey through breast cancer, nothing we receive is for us to keep but to be shared. And I hope I can serve you further by sharing some of the tools I've learned along the way. And it's hard for me to share it all in one simple episode. So if you go to www.theangelsofgrace.me forward slash resources right now, you can find a collection of tools that might be exactly what you need to take you on your hero's journey. And given that I don't know if you're listening to this podcast at the start, the middle or the end of the day, I want to wish you an amazing morning, an amazing afternoon or an amazing evening. I am Grace DeAngeli and you listen to the Breast Cancer Hero's Journey podcast. Thanks again for being here. Much love and light.